On this day, 209 years ago, the United States gets its nickname, Uncle Sam. I wonder if they knew that symbol was foretold in the Bible 2,600 years ago. Now, I'll explain the entire prophecy on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. The History Channel records that on September 7th, 1813, the United States gets its nickname Uncle Sam. The name is linked to Samuel Wilson. He was a meatpacker from Troy, New York. And he supplied barrels of beef to the United States Army during the War of 1812. Now, Wilson, who lived from 1766 to 1854, he stamped the barrels with the U.S. for United States. But soldiers who began referring to the grub as, instead of U.S. for United States, Uncle Sam's. And the local newspaper picked up on the story, and Uncle Sam eventually gained widespread acceptance as the nickname for and personification of the U.S. federal government. In the late 1860s, 1870s, political cartoonist Thomas Nast began popularizing the image of Uncle Sam. And he continued to evolve the image, eventually giving Uncle Sam, the white beard and the stars and the stripes and the suit and the, um, that are associated with the character today. I think he was the same guy that came up with the Santa Claus figure and the, um, the donkey for uh, Democrats and the elephant for Republicans. So the guy came up with all kinds of stuff. And then in September of 1961, the U.S. Congress recognized Samuel Wilson as the progenitor of America's national symbol of Uncle Sam. Now, you say, why in the world are we talking about this on a prophecy show? Well, the awesome thing is that the prophet Daniel, while he was in Babylonian captivity 2,600 years ago, was given a vision of, here we go, Uncle Sam. Sam. Now, I know I may have knocked you off your chair, but just relax because we're going to prove what I'm saying is true. And to prove this, we need to consider Daniel's prophecies concerning the United States and other modern nations in the Bible. The prophecy that highlights all the nations involved in God's plan for the end time, it's recorded all the way back in Daniel 7, verses 1 through 7. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel 
had a dream of visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream, and he told us some of the matters. Daniel spake and said, Hey, I saw a vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven strove upon the great sea. Four great beasts come up out of the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked and made stand upon the feet as a man. Remember that as we go through this. And a man's heart was given to it. I behold another beast, a second like to a bear, raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. You can see that happening between Ukraine and the Russian bear today. After this, Daniel said, And I beheld, lo, another, like a leopard. It had wings upon the fowl, uh, wings upon the back as four wings of a fowl. And a beast had also, the beast had also four heads, and dominion was given unto the leopard. And this I saw in the night vision, behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth, and it devoured and brake in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the other beasts that were before it. And its main characteristic was it had ten horns. So the four separate beasts in Daniel's vision, a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a leopard with four heads, and a beast to which Daniel couldn't give any name because um, he had never seen an animal like that but whose dominant characteristics was its ten horns. Now, we understand that prophecy, this is very important when you're talking about this prophecy, much of prophecy is written in symbols. Not all of it, but much of it. Why? Well, God couched the prophecies of the Bible in symbols, so only those who really seek will find. Those who really have a hunger We'll get it. To those that say, oh, I just I don't pay any attention to that, they're not going to understand. But you can understand. It's the same thing about different parables and things in the New Testament. Jesus would say, I, I'm, it's given to you to understand and not to them. Why? Because they're not seeking. They don't care. So he gave them an out. But to those that would really seek to understand, these prophecies are given and the parables and different things were given to them to understand. It's the same way with Daniel here. In order to explain the prophecy found in Daniel 7, we've got to ask a few questions. And then as we go through here, you'll see that I'll build up to Uncle Sam as a vision to Daniel 2,600 years ago. Now, the first question. What do these beasts, these four beasts I just mentioned, what do they symbolize? Well, these symbols are interpreted for us. If you continue reading in Daniel 7, verses, um, verse 17, first of all, says that these great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. And then if you go on down a little bit, verse 23 provides another clue. It says, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth. So according to Daniel 7, verses 17, the beasts symbolize kings, and according to verse 23, the beasts symbolize kingdoms. 
So we know for certain these beasts represent nations along with their rulers. Now, if this is a prophecy of nations, why do we care, right? I mean, hey, he, maybe Daniel ate something crazy before he went to bed that night. I mean, does this prophecy have any relevance to you and me right now? Well, to answer that, we need to ask another question. And we'll get to the next question on the other side of the break. And I'm going to prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that Daniel saw a vision of Uncle Sam 2,600 years ago in Babylonian captivity. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. So, the next question we have to answer, because remember, Daniel gave four beasts, lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned beast. And Daniel in chapter in uh, Daniel seven verses seventeen and twenty three tells us that these are nations and the rulers of these nations. It's what these things symbolize. So the next question: When will these nations exist? Well, we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do, for all of you that are in the South Bend, Indiana area. Been coming there for many, many, many years. My wife and I, my mother-in-law, Judy Baxter, uh, will be in South Bend, Indiana this coming weekend. We'll be there September 10th at the same church we've been going to for, what, uh, 10, 15 years now. The Ironwood UPC Church of South Bend, it's at 4609 South Ironwood Drive. 
And we'll be there September 10th at 7 p.m. I'll be teaching the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom on Sunday morning, the 11th at 10 a.m. We'll, I'll be teaching the Breaking Prophecy News. Lots of news events, a lot of things happening in the news right now. We'll be going through all of that. And it's going to be a great time this weekend. Looking forward to seeing you there. Again, I had somebody contact us yesterday. Said they're coming from three and a half hours away. It's in um, north central Indiana. So anybody in south central Michigan, anywhere, Valparaiso, Elkhart, uh, anywhere in that area, uh, Gary, Indiana, anywhere across there, um, look forward to seeing you this weekend and meeting you again. We, we've been there many times. Again, I've been coming there with Irvin Baxter for, I know, at least 10, 12 years ago, maybe longer than that. I've been coming there for years. So look forward to seeing you all again in Walker's Church in South Bend, Indiana this weekend. It's going to be a great time. Now, why is all this relevant to us, right? I mean, if it's 2,600 years ago, I mean, hey, come on, who cares, right? Nope. We got, a ne- we got to answer the next question. When will these nations that Daniel prophesied about, when do they exist? Well, in Daniel 7, 4 through 8, he identifies the beast. It says, um, then, then in Daniel 7, 9, it says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool, and his throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. So this is describing the transition from the kingdom of human government to the kingdom of God. The Bible, which is just ahead of us now, right? So that's why this prophecy is very important to you and me. The Bible teaches that when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, He will remove human governments and He will establish a kingdom which will never pass away and never be destroyed. So in Daniel 7, Daniel sees these beasts, or remember these are nations and their thrones cast down. Jesus Christ is crowned as King of kings and Lord of lords. And it's at that time when the 1,000-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ will begin. This is what Scripture refers to as the kingdom of God. So now you know the time period here when these nations will exist. Not thousands of years ago, but they will exist and be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. In Daniel 7, 11, Daniel backs up to explain what will occur immediately before the kingdom of God is established. Daniel said, I beheld then because of the voice of the great words that, uh, which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain, his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. You say, well, what in the world does the, what's the little horn symbolize? What are you talking about, Dave? Well, the last beast identified in Daniel 7, 7, remember its main characteristics, it had ten horns. Daniel 7.24 tells us these horns represent ten kings. And out of these ten kings, arise, uh, will, will, will another one will arise up out of that, uproot three of them, and become very great. That great horn will become the Antichrist. And we know from these scriptures, the three uprooted horns represent three kings. We also know from Daniel 7.11 that one beast, one kingdom but ten kings 
who are apparently in alliance. And then one king arises up after the ten, uproots three, becomes great and rules the entire world until Jesus comes. Now, I'm, I'm covering a lot of ground here really quick, I understand. And to get through all of this, I'm going to have to plow through some stuff. You guys will just have to bear with me because it will all tie together in the end. But other scriptures from the Bible tell us the Antichrist will rule the entire world until Jesus comes. The Antichrist is the little horn here. Daniel 7.11 is a prophecy about the Antichrist. And it says, I beheld them because of the voice of the great words which the horn or the Antichrist spake. I beheld even till the beast, him and his kingdom, were slain. Well, Daniel said, I watched and I heard the words that the horn spake, that the Antichrist spake. I beheld even until the beast, the Antichrist, was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. The Bible teaches us more than one place that when Jesus Christ comes, the Antichrist and his religious partner, the false prophet, are going to be cast into the lake of fire. Remember um, Daniel, what would it be, Daniel 19, 20. And also Satan will be bound for a thousand years in the bottomless pit. And this is what Daniel 7, 11 is referring to. Um, again, Daniel 19, 20. It gives a New Testament picture of the exact same prophecy in Daniel 7, 11. That, these books correlate perfectly together in many ways. It, uh, Daniel 19.20 says, And the beast or the, that was taken, or the Antichrist, and with him the false prophet, which would be his religious partner, and there will be a political leader, and the, these two will be a political leader and a spiritual leader. These scriptures reveal both of these leaders will be cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. The events described in these scriptures are referring to the time when Jesus comes back and destroys the Antichrist. Which is, it's, it's letting us know the timing of all of this. Okay? The prophecy continues with Daniel 7, 12. And it further explains that as, as concerning the rest of the beasts, the rest of the beasts are the rest of the kingdoms or nations, the latter part of Daniel 7.12 says the rest of the beasts, that their dominion was taken away, yet their lives, these beasts are nations. This is very important. Their dominion was taken away. Remember, the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. So their dominion is taken away, but their lives are prolonged for a season and a time. The other kingdoms or nations will have their dominion taken away when the Antichrist is destroyed but they will not be destroyed with the Antichrist. Now, we're going to get into, you know, um, humans, mortals living into the 1,000-year millennial reign. That's a whole other conversation that I'm not going to have on this program because I want to make sure we get through this lesson. But the timing of these events, uh, they correlate to the end of the human government and the beginning of the 1,000-year millennial reign, the kingdom of God. The Bible explains humanity will continue on earth in a physical kingdom for another 1,000 years after the Antichrist is destroyed. The nations whose power has been removed will have their lives prolonged into that millennial reign. Now this is significant because 
it reveals to us Jesus Christ will return during the lifetime of these nations symbolized by these animals that Daniel saw all the way back in Daniel chapter 7. And that's the salient issue here. If all of these beasts are on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and that's what this is telling us, if the Antichrist is destroyed at the second coming, that's the fourth beast, and the other beasts are allowed to live into the millennium, that tells us that all of these nations are going to be on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, this is where it starts getting uh, really exciting to us, right? Because I want to know what's going to happen right now in 2022. If we can prove that all of these nations are on the earth right now, then we can prove that we are in the era of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what I want to do on this program today. Now, one of the things that I think is, is also very important is that these nations are symbolized, that are symbolized in Daniel 7, they cannot be historic nations. They can't be nations that were here three or 4,000 years ago. They must be in existence on earth at the time when Jesus returns. The timing of all of this depends on when those nations or these beasts exist. And the question that really um, allows us to understand if we are living in the end of the age is, can we identify these nations and who are they? Now, I, I, I want to clear up a, a, a common misconception when people are teaching Bible prophecy. Again, this goes back to Clarence Larkin and the Dispensational Truth book, which was way off. Okay, If you're going by Clarence Larkin in your prophetic teaching, Wow, I'm, 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 I'm encouraging you to do some more study, okay? Some people teach that these beasts in Daniel 7 are ancient empires, that the lion is Babylon, the bear is Media Persia, the leopard is Greece, and the ten-horned kingdom is Rome. However, there is an inconsistency with that theory, and Scripture makes it very plain. If you go to Daniel 8, he reveals a ram fighting with a he-goat. Daniel 8 verses what? Uh, I think it's 20 through, Daniel 8, 20 through 21. says, The ram which thou sawest, having two horns, are the kings of Media, Media and Persia. Media and Persia. That they're the ones that defeated the Babylonian Empire. And the rough goat is the king of Grecia which was when um, Alexander the Great came in and defeated the Medes and the Persians. These are empires that ruled the world. If you go to Daniel 2 and look at Nebuchadnezzar's vision. So, this clarification here contradicts the theory that Daniel 7, those four beasts could be ancient empires that ruled the world. It totally contradicts that. Another, which it contradicts Clarence Larkin's teaching, which I know a lot of people get this from. Another discrepancy is found when you consider the kingdoms of Babylon, Media, Persia, they no longer exist. And this creates a problem since the prophecy says, and I just proved it, that the beast of Daniel 7 represent nations who will be in power 
at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay? The Daniel 7, one last time, Daniel 7 is not a mirror image of Daniel 2. Now, the feet of iron mingled with clay, yes, that's the same, the toes were the same ten kings as the ten horns in Daniel 7. But the rest of the image, no, it's not the same thing. So, when you go studying this, you're going to be stuck if you try to make them both say the same thing. Because you're going to have to say that the Babylonian Empire is going to be here. Nebuchadnezzar's Babylonian Empire, which ruled the world during its era, that it's going to be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that simply is not, you can't prove that historically. It's, done, it's gone. It was defeated by the Medes and the Persians. And so on down Nebuchadnezzar's vision. I want to make sure I cleared that up because I know I, I get hit with that a lot. And I'm like, well, 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 have you considered this? And everybody's like, hmm, I hadn't thought about that. Now, once you realize that, then we can say, we can prove these nations are here now and we know for certain that we are living in the time of the second coming and that's exactly what I want to do as we move along here. Now, what nations do these beasts symbolize? This is very important because we're getting to Uncle Sam here. You say, Dave, I have never heard about Uncle Sam in the Bible my whole life. Okay, well, you're getting ready to, okay? What are these beasts or uh, animal symbols, what do they symbolize in Daniel 7? What nations? Remember, because Daniel 7, 17 and 23 tell us that these are kings or kingdoms, nations, and the rulers of those nations. So, when God decided to choose symbols to represent nations, He didn't just pick these indiscriminately. He chose symbols that would have relevance. He chose symbols that would have relevance at the time of the fulfillment and that we could recognize so there would be no mistakes. Daniel 7, 4. It says, The first was like a lion and it had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. Now Daniel, he's seeing this. He saw a lion with eagle's wings. Okay, now you see that in a night vision. Imagine, put yourself in Daniel's shoes. I saw a lion with eagle's wings, and I beheld in my vision the eagle's wings thereof were plucked and was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. So you say, what in the world is the lion? Remember, it's an animal that symbolizes a modern-day nation. Well, it's going to symbolize a very prominent nation on the earth today. You'll find that all of these entities do. And we're going to get deep off into that and reveal who these nations symbolize on the other side of the break. You're not going to want to miss it because remember, Uncle Sam's coming up. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So, Daniel 7, 4 says, The first was like a lion and hag eagle's wings. I beheld, till there, uh, um, I beheld until the, the eagle's wings were plucked. It was made stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. What does the lion symbolize, the modern-day nation? Well, I went today and pulled some articles, not from 25 years ago, but the BBC. Listen at the title to some of these articles. Afghanistan. The British Lion's Last Roar? Question mark. The BBC, Boris Johnson, Let the British Lion Roar. The International Center for Defense and Security, The British Lion Awakes from Its Slumber. Yes, there is a nation in existence today whose recognized animal symbol is the lion, a prominent nation. And this nation is Great Britain. The lion has been symbolized on Great Britain's flag and Webster's third new international dictionary defines the lion as the symbol of Great Britain. Additionally, Great Britain has been frequently referred to as the lion in hundreds of news articles and old satire political cartoons. Back in World War I, World War II, Great Britain and uh, the lion, you'd see him in a, in a, great, uh, a uh, British military uniform. For, I mean, for decades and decades, the British lion. So this information, I mean, there's hundreds of articles out there, folks. This information provides substantial evidence to support the belief that Great Britain, the lion, would be one of the ruling nations at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Daniel 7, 5 says, I beheld John, or I'm sorry, Daniel uh, beheld another beast. A second, like unto a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said unto it, Arise and devour much flesh. So the bear, a modern-day nation referred to as the bear. Let me see. wonder what that is. The Tennessee Tribune. Again, I pulled these articles today, folks. The Tennessee Tribune states, The brave brave Ukraine fights the Russian bear. The Illinois Times, Russian bear is on the prowl. Angelus, with Fatima consecration, 
Pope Francis pokes the Russian bear. New York Times, with military attacks and mockery, Ukraine pokes the Russian bear. I mean, I could sit here the rest of the day. There's hundreds and hundreds of articles on the Russian bear. Of course, the bear. There, uh, there's so much proof using a bear to signify Russia. Books, videos. And based on this information, it's easy to believe that Russia is the nation prophesied by Daniel to be in power at the time of the return of Jesus Christ. So two of the beasts, clearly two world powers today, the lion Great Britain, the bear Russia. What am I talking about? Modern nations in the Bible, folks. Now, I've had many people tell me over the years, well, the United States is not mentioned in the Bible. Well, what about the United States? We're a world power, right? Are we another one of these beasts? Well, so many people have said the United States is miss- the, the missing element in Scripture, even though we're the most powerful military on the planet. Many prophecy books have stated the United States is simply left out of the Bible. However, that's not true. We've seen the lion, right? We've looked at the bear. But there's something about the lion that we didn't talk about. The lion had eagle's wings. Now, there just happens to be a major nation on the planet right now whose symbol is the eagle. Daniel 7.4 states, The eagle's wings were plucked from the lion. Remember who the lion is, folks. A nation plucked out of another nation? The eagle symbolizes the United States of America. It's our, nation, it's our nation's national bird. The reverse side of the U.S. dollar bill. It, it has an eagle as our national seal. But remember, a nation coming out of another nation. This is so supernatural, folks. This is one of the most supernatural things in the entire Bible. You and me, you say, well, I've never seen a miracle. If you're in America or you know anything about America, America is a miracle. We are a fulfillment of Bible prophecy written 2,600 years ago. The Bible says that the eagle's wings, this nation symbolized by the eagle would come out of a nation symbolized by a lion. The Bible says the eagle's wings were going out of the lion and they were plucked from the lion. Do you remember where the United States came from? Way back in high school, do you remember getting taught that? Great Britain is our mother country. The United States was not born until 1776 A.D. This prophecy was written, folks, 2,600 years ago, 600 in 600 B.C., God showed Daniel a prophecy that Daniel would never understand. None of the apostles understood this prophecy, but you and I can. Because remember, the Lord told Daniel, nope, you close up and seal this because it's for the people of the time of the end. Daniel died not understanding these prophecies. He reserved it for you and me to understand. He showed Daniel a lion with eagle's wings coming out. He actually saw America coming out of our mother country, Great Britain. And then the vision, in the vision, Daniel said, I I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked 
He saw the breaking away of the nation, the eagle nation, away from the lion nation. And you know, it's just, it's absolutely incredible that Daniel actually saw the Declaration of Independence 2,300 years before it ever happened. The United States was birthed from Great Britain, and 2,300 years after this scripture was written, America declared her independence from Great Britain. Now, if you tell me, I had a, somebody tell me the other day, so-and-so doesn't believe in the Bible and it's all a, a myth and a fairy tale. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. That's why in our Understanding the End Time series, this lesson is the absolute first lesson that we use. Mo, the United States and modern nations in the Bible. Because this is so drop-dead simple that the Bible is absolutely true. There's no other book in the world that you can go to and use current events to show these prophecies written thousands of years ago, are coming to pass right now. Another symbol commonly associated with the United States of America. Now, remember, today, September 7th, back in 1813, we're celebrating 209-year anniversary of Uncle Sam here in America. Now, another symbol commonly associated with the United States of America is the symbol of a man. Listen closely. Uncle Sam. Daniel 7.4 says, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. You know the man, right? Britannica.com says that Uncle Sam, the popular symbol for the United States, usually associated with a cartoon figure who has this Long white hair, chin whiskers, dressed in this swallow-tailed coat, vest, tall hat, striped trousers. Hundreds of articles use Uncle Sam to signify the United States. On the uh, September 21, 2015, the Middle East Monitor published an article. Syria, between Uncle Sam and the Russian bear. The, The Beirut Today. Back in July of 2021, they published an article, Uncle Sam versus Cuba, America's Hot and Cold War. Now, you sit there and try to convince me that there's no God and that the Bible's not true. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. If I just knew this one prophecy, as amazing as it is, I'm telling you, folks, the Bible, this, this is one of the, I mean, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophecies. The correlations between these symbols from Daniel and these nations, it's obvious, folks. The Lord told Daniel the understanding of the prophecies was for the people of the time of the end. None of the apostles understood. Zechariah, Ezekiel, none of those, even though they were great biblical prophets, none of them understood the writings of Daniel. It's for us. If these are in fact legitimate correlations, and it appears to be very evident Jesus Christ will return to the earth in the era of these nations, Great Britain, Russia, and the United States of America, with symbolized by the eagle and 
a man's heart was given to it. It was made to stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. It didn't say the bear had the symbol of a man. It didn't say Great Britain had the symbol of a man. It said that the eagle did. Uncle Sam, folks, 2,600 years ago, prophesied in your Bible. Now, what about the leopard? Daniel 7, 6 says, After this I beheld lo, lo another, like a leopard, uh, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. Webster's online dictionary with multilingual thesaurus translation states, and I'm quoting, The leopard is also the unofficial national animal of Germany, replacing the tiger, which was along with the eagle, the national animal of Nazi Germany. The leopard tank was a German-designed tank which entered service in 1965. Now, according to Daniel 7, 6, one more clue concerning the identity of the leopard is that it had four heads. The other beasts or nations of Daniel 7, they only had one head each. But in Bible prophecy, a beast always represents a nation along with its ruler. Multiple heads on, the, on a beast represent the number of times that the uh, that particular nation will rise and fall. If you look that from um, look at Revelation seventeen ten. So if the leopard is in fact representing Germany, the four heads of the leopard spoken of in Daniel six represent the the, the amount of times Germany would rise and fall. Think about Germany's first Reich. Um, uh, my mom, let me see here. Um, the, the, the second Reich, Hitler's famous third Reich. And the fourth Reich, which is now rising. The first Reich began with uh, Charlemagne in 800 AD. And that continued for a thousand years until 1806. Then Otto von Bismarck's second Reich began in, man, 1871. That continued until 1918. Hitler's third Reich ruled from 1933 to 45. And now we're seeing the rise of the current fourth and final Reich, which will rule as a central player in the world government of the Antichrist. The four heads of the leopard in Daniel 7, 6, it lets us know that the nation of Germany will rise to dominance a fourth and final time. Now, think about this. Military planes and vehicles... And in, in, that have happened in, as symbols of nations. When you talk about some of the aircraft and different things that different nations have had and these animal symbols that were given to symbolize these nations 2,600 years ago to Daniel in the book of uh, Daniel chapter 7. Well, I think you'll see that I can tie a lot of this in simply by going through these and we'll do that right after the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
we survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Now, again, I want you to think about the prophecy. Lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a leopard, four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned beast. And these animals symbolize modern-day nations. Well, think about this. When you look at military planes and vehicles, military.com says that the F-15 Eagle has been the United States Air Force's primary fighter jet aircraft and intercept platform for decades. So the U.S. has the Eagle Fighter. 1945 reported that Russia's Tu-95 bomber is old, but the bear still has claws. So, the, the bear, the, the Tu-95 bear for Russia. Then technology.org says the Leopard 2 A7V, Germany's most advanced tank, joins the ranks of the army. So, the United States has the Eagle Fighter, Russia has the Tu-95 bear, and... Lep, the German, uh, Germany has the leopard tank. These animals symbolizing their nations. Okay? And it brings us to the final beast. The ten-horned beast. It's the European Union, folks. Again, I pulled these articles from today. Pintsofhistory.com published an article. The EU superpower, the new Holy Roman Empire. Financial Times, the Holy Roman Empire can help inspire a different European Union. We should look to the example of Charlemagne. I'm telling you folks, these prophecy, this prophecy of Daniel 7 is a 2,000, I can't say that enough. It's a 2,600-year-old prophecy. And yet here, you've got articles from just, just recently talking about exactly what Daniel prophesied about. Daniel 7, 7 says, After this I saw in the night visions, and behold... A fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, strong exceedingly. It had iron teeth, devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. Daniel was unable to liken this beast to anything. No name was given for it because the beast did not resemble anything Daniel had ever seen. But its prominent characteristics were those ten horns. In Daniel 7.24, we find that these ten horns, it tells us what they symbolize. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he will be diverse or different from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. So here, Daniel's describing one beast, one nation or power, but ten kings. And this appears to be an alliance or a federation of nations. Revelation 17, 12 gives us a little more clues and it says, 
and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as of yet, but receive uh, power as kings one hour with the beast. Now, this is referring to the last day. This beast is referring to the last day dictator, the Antichrist. The, the ten kings will subjugate themselves to the power of the Antichrist. Revelation 17, 12 continues and explains that the, can, the kings will receive power as kings one hour with the beast. Now, it's not saying that the kings are going to have power for 60 minutes. It's saying that these kings will give their power and support to the Antichrist for a very short period of time, right there at the very end. And the uh, Revelation 17, 13 says, These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast, or the Antichrist. Then verse 14 says, These shall make war with the Lamb. Now, this is one of the ways we know it's right there at the very end. Because these ten kings will form an allegiance, an alliance, they will pledge allegiance to the Antichrist. And when the Lord comes back to plant His feet on the Mount of Olives, these kings shall make war against the Lamb, which is insanity in my opinion. And so we know Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So in the last portion of Revelation 17, 14, it says, And the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings. God, He's not messing around. He's coming back, taking care of business. This means that these kings will rule with the Antichrist all the way up until the second coming of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ returns, they're going to fight against Him. And this is describing what? You guys know which war this is talking about. It's the Battle of Armageddon. And now we need to examine some additional considerations about the ten horns. So we're going to go all the way back to Daniel 2.44. Remember I mentioned that earlier, that the ten toes are the same thing as these ten horns? Daniel 2.44 refers to these last ten kings as well, but it symbolizes them in a different way. The previous verses to verse 44 in Daniel 2 describe Daniel's image prophecy. It's an it's a image of a head of gold. It's like a statue, consider that. And it's a head of gold, arms and breasts of silver, belly and thighs of brass, legs of iron, and feet of iron mingled with clay. The legs of iron, they're the Roman Empire. But the feet of iron mingled with clay represent the Holy Roman Empire. Two different things. The Holy Roman Empire was established in 800 A.D. But notice the ten toes on the, of this kingdom, they're also mingled with clay. Daniel 2.44 says, And in the days of these kings, the kings are symbolized by the ten toes on Nebuchadnezzar's vision. These are the same ten kings referenced in Daniel 7.7 and Revelation 17.14 who are going to make war against Jesus Christ um, when He returns. So when we know this is referencing the same prophecy because the rest of the portion of Daniel 2.44 says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. And in the days of these kings the kingdom will not be left to other people but the kingdom of God shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. It's the exact same prophecy. It's the same prophecy in, of the seventh trumpet in Revelation 
chapter 11. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. It's told over and over and over again, folks. And it's from Daniel 2.44 that we know the ten-horn kingdom will be the revival of the Holy Roman Empire from Europe. The Holy Roman Empire with Germany as its center and its, um, with, with the inclusion of France. Remember the wings of the fowl in Daniel 7. Of course, there's going to be uh, Italy and the Vatican. These have always been from Europe. And though the um, Holy Roman Empire ceased to exist in 1806, it's prophesied in the Bible to be in existence at the time of the Second Coming. You say, well, but it ceased to exist. Now, it's been reborn at this point. The feet and ten toes of iron mingled with clay symbolize the same ten kings as the ten horns in Daniel 7. The mingling of the iron and clay represent the coalition of a political leader and a spiritual leader. And these two leaders from the European Union will combine their power. This is going to be the Antichrist and the false prophet. They will combine their power and influence and will be the power base for the reestablishment of the Holy Roman Empire. Now, if you've heard us teach for a while now, and I know we're getting new listeners, we're going on new places everywhere, but... Uh, and I may, I'll, may, I'll probably teach through this again many times, but the Holy Roman Empire has already been reborn. The common market in 1957, the European Union in 1993, they've already brought the European nations together. And with the signing of the Lisbon Treaty in 2009, the European Union's already been reborn. It's now being uh, further established. It's ongoing. They've got, um, what, 500 million plus people now. They're totally unified economy. They've got the common currency, the euro, and, and a European president, a foreign minister. They've got their constitution now, which they call a treaty, but it's their constitution. It's the Lisbon Treaty. And this is the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire. And as soon, uh, soon from this rebirth of the, of the Holy Roman Empire will emerge the Antichrist and the false prophet. They're not going to come from the Middle East. They're going, the the, the um, Antichrist, it's impossible for him to come from America. A lot of people were calling us saying, could Donald Trump, Jared Kushner, all these other people be the Antichrist? No, they cannot. The Antichrist and false prophet will come from the reborn Holy Roman Empire. This prophecy makes it very, very clear. Now, there's more stuff to this. I'll have to get to it in a future program when we talk about the reborn Holy Roman Empire. But before we end the program here, when we talk about the, the in Daniel 7.24, it gives more insight to the ten horn kingdom. It says in the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. Another shall arise after them, after the ten. There's another one coming up and he will be different from the first. He shall subdue three kings in his vision, Daniel saw this single horn come up and uproot three of the other horns. Remember, the, the, the other horns are kings. And this will be a special sign to the identity of the Antichrist. The Antichrist will, upro- will arise, uproot three, and become very great. So it tells us that the Antichrist, it's absolute proof that he will come from a reborn Holy Roman Empire. Okay, now... Before we end the program here,
And um, I wanted to make sure that you understood that these beasts, the, the nations, or the, I should say the animal symbols that Daniel saw in Daniel chapter 7, they symbolize modern day nations and the rulers of those nations. The lion, Great Britain, the eagle's wings, the United States, the bear, Russia, the uh, four-headed leopard, Germany, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, and the ten horn kingdom, which is the current European Union, the ten nations that will align with the Antichrist for a very short period at the end time, and the little horn, which is the Antichrist. Folks, this is a, again, I'm going to say it, a 2,600-year-old prophecy that we are watching the ongoing fulfillment of as we speak. It doesn't get any clearer than this. It's very easy to understand. Yes, the United States is in the Bible, and out the Bible, Daniel said, I beheld till the eagle's wings were plucked and made stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. When you think about the United States of America, we will go in and destroy a nation or a big part of it, and then we will pay to help rebuild the thing. A man's heart was given to it. And so think about the symbolism of Uncle Sam. It was made stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. 209 years ago, in 1813, Uncle Sam is adopted as our one of our national symbols. And 2,600 years ago, when he was down in Babylonian captivity, not even in Jerusalem, but God is showing Daniel vision after vision, almost the entire book of Daniel's prophecy. Not all of it, but a big majority of it is. And God is showing him visions of things that will happen at the time of his second coming. 2,600 years in the future. And yet people say the Bible is a myth or a bunch of fairy tales. You can't convince me of that. Not after this, not after this lesson. There's many other lessons, but after this one, no way. The United States, Great Britain, Germany, Russia, and the European Union in the Bible thousands of years ago. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 